All right, welcome in. It is a member edition of the BCJ podcast here on BearcatJournal.com. We are 23 hours from tip-off at Fifth Third Arena for the Crosstown Shootout. And uh, figured this would be a good way. I'm sure you guys have some questions, some stuff you want to talk about. So we will uh, we will do that. And then we've, we, we've, we've commandeered a special guest, none other than former Bearcat star, Zach Tobler. Zach, what's up, brother? Star used loosely. Name somebody else that had as dominating performance as you did on senior day. That's a good, that's a uh, fair statement. Fair statement. Duck in, feed, bucket. Bucket. Hey, he tried to go for a steal, you know? Right, he did. That's what happened. He got, he got caught with his hand in the cookie jar. Yeah. <laughs> so what we'll do is um we'll get started zach and i'll talk for a little bit and then if as we go if you guys have questions or uh whatever you want to talk about it doesn't have to be strictly shootout with uh with the heavy slate of college football games going on we can talk some college football um i'm sure wherever skins is he wants to talk food because that's all he ever wants to talk zach zach i'm sure will be down for some food talk Oh yeah, you already know. We're we're, we're there, there's a big air fryer discussion going on. I love my Jonah love right my now. air fryer, love it. See, chicken chicken wings in it, can't beat them. You know what I do, Tobes? Tobes. I, I smoke them for an hour yeah. and finish them in the air fryer. Oh man, they're outstanding. A little double dip in there. Yeah, a little two methods, two <laughs> methods to my chicken wings. Uh, <laughs> Zach, you have her fat friend. She put, I miss you. Must we miss COVID. you too. <laughs> Let's go ahead and do that. We'll turn Zach on for a little while there. There we go. Unmute. I sent you a thing, Zach. There we go. All right. Um, Zach, uh, you're you're a local guy, but you're a Northern Kentucky guy. Um, yeah. what, what, when, once you got inside of this thing and you were in it when it was, you know, pretty heated, not quite oh. as heated as 2010, but pretty heated. Right. Um, what was the shootout about to you? What did it, what, what, what life did it take on for you while you were here? I mean, it, it was just one of those where like you had, I mean, I had so many, I had like, you know, friends, people I grew up with everything, you know, they were some of them went to Xavier, some of them, you know, went to UC. Everybody that went to Xavier, they were always just talking shit to me the whole, like, all the time. And throughout the year, like, when we lost, like, it was just all the time. So it was the worst. So you always – you can't lose to them, although, you know, my record against them is not great, unfortunately. Um, but it, it's just one of those games that you you live for. How much dislike was there? Because we've gone through different waves. Like, there was an era, a period where guys from X and UC were playing pickup ball constantly throughout the summer. You were kind of at the beginning of summer workouts opening up, which slowed some of that down. Uh, but mm -hmm. what was the level of – and you weren't here for Yancey and Kenny. Yeah, uh, people still – people ask me if I do. I'm like, I'm not quite that old, but <laughs> – I remember you? watching it. What I was you, in uh, – Sophomore? Junior, yeah, I was freshman? a sophomore in high school. Yeah, yeah. I um, remember going in the next day, and that's all we talked about at school. Crazy. 
I mean, uh, being there, I was directly across from it. Like, yeah, it had. The game was over. I was, I was putting my laptop away. Yeah. So my my face was kind of turned towards my bag, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, all hell broke loose. And you look up, and I looked up, and two seconds later, Freeze is crawling on his knees out of the because <laughs> I couldn't see it exactly from like like where yeah. it happened. And next thing you know, it was just absolute Mayhem. chaos. Mayhem. Yeah. Um, but but what was that level of dislike between Man, you guys at that like, point in time? It, for me, especially, like if I hit you know scale one to ten, it'd probably be a fifteen. Like, and I'm not even exaggerating. I'm not even exaggerating. <laughs> like, I can't stand anything about about them at all. I hope they just lose every single game all year long. I'd be, <laughs> yeah. You couldn't bring yourself to. It's good for UC if they win. Nope. No. Uh, we'll we'll get we'll get our good for UC if we win from somebody else. <laughs> oh, did you did you get a chance to watch the first game? Yeah, I did. Well, I was actually driving home from work, um, so I caught I caught mo- most of the game. It was a uh, it was good, sloppy. I, I kind of expected that though, to be honest with you. You know. New with between the new guys, all the COVID protocols, we're having the same issues with the, the high school team I coach and everything. So, yeah, it's to be expected. They did about as well as I thought they would. Um, gonna have to tur- turn it up here a little bit, though. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's game one, like that's right. right. How much you know, adrenaline is different from that first game because you're tired of beating up on each other. Oh, it's yeah, and that's probably what happened with Keith. You know why he got so many fouls? He's just so jacked up to play against somebody else. You know, you get quick two quick fouls or whatever, and it's like, damn. You know, <laughs> right? Um, question from the peanut gallery: uh, If when Xavier plays UConn, who are you going to root for? Honestly, honestly, UConn, just because my guy Ray felt. And, okay. and, uh, and 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 Troy's cousin still plays for them over there. Yeah. Um, Jalen Adams, for those that yeah. don't know, is his Troy's cousin. Yeah. Ray Feltz, yeah. Ray Feltz a big factor in that, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. He's I mean, a, he's a great dude. I still I still talk to him probably every other month or so. Just hey, you know, how you doing? All that kind of stuff. So uh only, <laughs> only for only for him though. Only for him though. <laughs> on that side. See, I, I'm a and it's well known. I'm a Danny Hurley guy over yeah. the year because, you know, it's well known by now, but he's a huge Bengals fan. Mm-hmm. I did hear that. So when we would see each other on the like, and this is back when uh, Skinny and I had a radio show on um, the fan. And so when Mick introduced me to him, he introduced me as like a sports talk radio guy. So for Danny, that was like, oh, well, this guy knows the Bengals. <laughs> so in the spring, it's right around the draft when we're out on the road watching AAU events. And he would sit there for three games, <laughs> two, three, four that. games. And, it, dude, he talked about the third string punter. Like, is can this guy make the <laughs> roster? What do you, do you think this guy ends yeah. up on the practice squad? And I'm like, Danny, I, I don't know the roster like that, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but the funny thing is he's a crazy person oh, in yeah. between the lines. Oh yeah. He's, he's on the same as, you know, the, the, the mix of the world. Yeah. 
Uh, Maybe his, even his a little bro- farther. His brother, yeah, he's end. he's absolutely nuts. Um, I mean, you can see you can see it just from just from the games and stuff. His his mad face he gets is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I'm a big I'm a big Danny guy. Um, yeah. So I like to see him do well. That that's the thing though. Off the court, nicest human you'll ever meet. Oh yeah. Like super super nice. Yeah. Like mild mannered, calm. Everything he's not on the floor. He just walks. He, he, he just walks on the court and flips a switch. Yeah, but you know he's nuts. Uh, <laughs> but we stood. I stood with him after you guys played Rody at Mohegan Sun. Yeah, I stood with him at a restaurant. I get a rest of the bar, one of the bar restaurant deals, mm-hmm. and we talked for probably two and a half hours. Yeah, to the point his wife had to like come pull come, him away. Come on, we're going. But he was nothing but complimentary about Mick and UC yeah. and, and what happened in the game. And we talked strategy and why he did this and why he did that. Right. That was a really good roadie team, too. Uh, oh, yeah. They were they were they were really good. Um, so I love Danny. Um, but a lot of people don't. <laughs> Mike, from what I've heard, Mike loves working for him. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to I'll have to give him a call here soon or when they when they before they play him. Uh, Keith, Keith, you should. We, I was thinking, we could probably get tickets and show up like <laughs> on, like right behind the UConn bench. Right. Oh, and that, I, I think uh, Nate, Nate, we got a Xavier fan in here. Hi, Nate. Uh, Nate, <laughs> the, the the Xavier fans would love that. Well, it happened. Uh, Broering did it when NKU came and played UC. He had seats did in he? a row right behind the NKU bench that he got hooked <laughs> up with. So it was one of those like Easter eggs. If you see it during the game, and you're like, "Wait a minute, what's he doing right. there?" <laughs> um, they, they want they want to know where you coach. Covington Catholic High School, JV and varsity assistant for both. And how's that? North. How's that going? Working with uh, the, the best program in the state of Kentucky. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, I love the coaching staff we ha- we have. I'm obviously the head coach. There is was my head coach. Uh, my junior and senior year just came Scott Rusat. So he's one of the best in the biz. I always say he could be, he could be a college coach if he wants. Um, he had, but he had, he's like fickle and Freeman. He has like six or seven kids and his wife loves it here or whatever. So I don't think he'll, you know, I don't think he's looking to, <laughs> to really go anywhere, but if he really wanted to, he could be, he could be as good of a college coach as anywhere. But. And there's a connection to the Hurley family with him. Yeah, right. Yeah, he talks about yeah he talks about old old man Hurley right all, all the time, all the time. Rusats uh, started out his career as an assistant at St. Anthony's for Bob Hurley Sr. Uh, and then went from there to Covington Catholic. So, yeah. uh, do you have how many rings you got? I have well, I have one as a coach. Okay, <laughs> thanks. To, were, thanks, it's CJ Frederick. <laughs> And, and, the, and, and the mayor brothers, I should say. I, I, I had a legendary run with Cubcath. Yeah. You know that? 2004. What happened? We did a documentary what? where I was, I was embedded with Cubcath for the, for the entire state tournament. And I had um, like complete insider access yeah. with, with Listerman after the games. Oh, uh, we would, we would do like uh just like videos in his hotel room of him no. describing the game and talking about things. <laughs> I actually was, uh, and this is, it's a lot of pounds ago. The, the crazies 
uh, crowd surfed me up to the top of the student section no. and then back down. Yeah. That is hilarious. With the I'm, camera. I had the camera rolling the whole time. You got a video of it? You got that video still? I, I will get it I would for you. love to see it. Because that That'd was be- a really, really fun group of dudes. Oh, yeah. I mean, some some big time. I mean, they made it to the final four. They lost to Mason Mason County or Trinity. Wow, one of those sounds right. I don't remember. So yeah, I mean, you know, Northern Kentucky guy. I've got my my Covcath like honorary member. (laughs) We didn't we didn't have the money to send me to Covcath. Yeah, <laughs> not, not big time like the Tobler family. Right, right. <laughs> um, Zach, how difficult is it for you because the roster turned over so fast? Because all of a sudden, within 16 months, like Keith and Mamadou are the only two guys left that mm-hmm. were connected with the program before John got here. Is that kind of like looking around at times and going, who's that? It, it's It's definitely hard. Um, but I think what made it, uh, you know, and I, and I, you know, being through a, a coaching change and everything myself through high school, like that, going from Listerman to Rusats, it, it, I think when you have a change like that, it almost might make it easier in a way if it's a whole bunch of new people, you yeah. know? maybe a couple holdovers like they had, um, but having a, a brand new group of guys that come in and you're all learning everything, you know, everything from scratch, everything is new. Um, I, you know, I, it might help. It's, it's hard telling everybody's different, obviously. Um, well, you don't have to sell a new system to old guys as right, much, which as right. we saw last year can be a little right. tricky yeah exactly exactly and especially <laughs> guys with that are like jaron that are you know so used to one style of play so used to you know being hey we're just gonna give you the ball and go you know um it can definitely be a big change especially especially with brandon who's not gonna you know you're you're run. you know <laughs> he's 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 very he, stubborn yes maybe yes. more than mick Oh, being yeah. honest. Oh, yeah. Like, Completely. John is about as set in his ways, and I, uh-huh. I've been friends with John for 25 years since our time yeah. at Marshall. He is as set in his ways as anybody you're ever going to meet. Like, <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't budge right. on anything. Yeah. So, you know, this is what it is. Um, <laughs> have you got to watch X much this year? I caught, I caught some of it. Um, one of my best friends went to Xavier and everything, unfortunately. Him, you, so he, do, you, do you hate watch them much or do you try to avoid them i avoid them <laughs> at all. If, they're, if, they're, if they're on and there's nothing else i'll kind of flip them on for a couple minutes just to especially right before the shootout once it once it's after that i i couldn't tell you anything about them um uh i've got a question <laughs> i didn't know how much you would would want to chime in uh outside of Fremantle, what's the biggest worry for uc um, I think that mainly can they turn up the tempo? And I think we saw against Eastern Kentucky, you can, you can heat up a freshman point guard, especially in a oh, yeah. super, super pressure, high leverage situation. Mm-hmm. You can, you, I think you're going to be able to heat up Dewan Odom a little bit. And that Dewan Odom's fantastic. That's not to yeah. say he's, he's a bad yeah, player. Right. It's being a freshman. 
being a freshman point guard in the crosstown right. shootout. Right. Especially with a guy with UC having a guy like David DeJulius, who has been a part of big rivalries like this. Yeah. He knows he kind of knows what to expect and everything. And being the, you know, being the starting point guard and everything, he he can weather that. He can be that calming factor in there. Um, but what's the key to what's the key to being able to pressure Zach? You gotta <laughs> Every, put the ball in the basket, the the basket first. Well, yeah, you, A, you got to score, and B, you can't have anyone be lazy. All five have to be connected because you get one person that, you know, tries to do their own thing or whatever, and it blows everything. From a coach's perspective uh, on Fremantle, it's a difficult ask for Chris Vote on Zach yeah. Fremantle. If you're John, what are you looking to do? Because you want to use that advantage on the other end where you're making Fremantle guard a seven, you know, a big thick seven footer with post moves. Um, What are you looking to do defensively maybe to neutralize the ability that Fremantle has not only to, to, to be really skilled uh, in the paint, but also to stretch vote, you know, out to to 25 feet. You know, uh, and I've, I've heard people talk about it using, if you go, if you go with a zone type, because they aren't the greatest shooting team, at least they haven't been the last few years. Um, obviously, UC wasn't the other night either. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> um, hopefully, that turns around. But if you can, if you can, if you can go like a, if you have like a two-three zone, or you know, even even throwing out a one-three-one, kind of throw some garbage defenses at them and everything, just cha- changing it, changing it up, making them uncomfortable, like Lipscomb did. Um, changing defensive plays every time so they have to waste the first you know however many seconds of the shot clock just figuring out what they're going to do and then um you know it can confuse them especially a guy like Fremantle who's so he's so skilled um, yeah offensively it's it's hard to, it's hard to deal with and I don't know how physical he is you know sometimes if you just want to get really physical with him it throws them completely off don't let him catch it on his spots it's, it's the thing is to- the thing is he'll foul so you want to have vote in there to kind of keep right. that risk of like exactly. having him, you know, potentially putting him in foul trouble. And another key, Keith, Keith's got to play defense with his feet, not his hands. Right? Oh yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Beat it. Beat him, beat him to spots. Don't go, you know, that's one thing, you know, Mick was really good at teaching was defensively and everything, obviously. Um, but yeah, move, moving your feet, getting, beating them to a spot and not just trying to, when they drive, not going to their body, but almost stepping away from them um, to stay in front of them. Um, you were there for a lot of this. Keith, and I've tried to explain this to people. I, I'm interested in you explaining it uh, in maybe a more coaching-specific mindset. Keith has a hard time, because of his athleticism, he has a hard time shuffling, right? You mm-hmm. remember Mick getting on him about that all the time? He has yeah. a hard time shuffling his feet. He hops. Mm-hmm. And when you hop... That's- that's the worst you can do. Do not hop. <laughs> when you hop, you get off balance. And yep. what happens? You got to start trying to play with your hands, which is why we saw him. Reaching. Yeah. Take people through that. Cause I've tried to explain it before. Um, probably not nearly as well as you could. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, and that's something that I preach to our guys too, even at the high school level. Cause I, they all just want to, you know, bounce around everywhere. And they think, you know, just jumping up and down, you know, is playing defense and stuff like that. 
but no, you want to, you want to stay on your feet. You want to, you want to control where you're going because the minute you jump, then it gives them a chance to counter and everything. And you're not on your feet to switch directions. Um, you know, you see people jump in, in football and everything sometimes, and then the guy can just tackle them and get them to the ground where they can't, they don't have any lower body power or anything to be able to adjust. And that's something he's he's had to work on yep. from the day he arrived, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Especially with a guy like him who is so athletic and he's so used to just jumping as high as he can all the time. And, you know, it's hard to, you know, control yourself sometimes. <laughs> How do you think this game is going to go? Do you, do you have a feel for it? Because I honestly, I don't because it's it's so strange, Zach, to have two teams that are almost entirely new guys or at least guys yeah. that have just been around for a year or two, um, you know, really between Scruggs and Keith. Yeah. We don't that's, have any, any more than one game of experience with anybody on either roster. How strange is that? To, like, yeah. In this game, you want it, like, you generally have a feel, all right, this guy's been waiting for three years right. to have his big day. Or <laughs> Jaron gave X fits the entire time he was here. Um, it's, it's strange looking at this and trying to get a feel when you don't know what these guys are going to look like under the bright lights. Right. It, it, it's interesting. And that's, that's what comes back at least, you know, in my memory of the shootouts and everything, it's always, it always comes down to who's, who's unknown guy is going to step up, you know, my sophomore year, I think the first game when we went back to having it at the schools, um, it was, I think his name was D Davis for Xavier. Yep. Like 17% from three hit like five. I guess. <laughs> then, then, you know, our, my senior year at UC it's Jaron Cumberland going off. What, he wasn't much of an unknown, but he was a freshman nonetheless. Yeah. And he had a great game. Um, pretty much carried us. So it's who it's who's, especially in this game, it's who's unknown is going to step up and make plays, have a big game. What was going through your head as Blue? It was putting up twenty five in the first half. Uh, it was just, it was one of those like not again, like how is right this in happening? front of your bench, right? In how front is of this your happening bench? again? Yeah, he had like what ten threes at halftime or something crazy. <laughs> just, not quite. Was, he, he was, it was nuts. I think he had six or seven. I mean, he couldn't yeah. miss. No, nothing. Everything he did was throwing up. I mean, it, it, I felt like it was like that every time we played him. I think my freshman year was that it was they had the two bigs that were James Farr and maybe one other guy. Maybe it was the little uh, Samaj guy. Was both of them were just making everything, and it's not like they shot great, right? Percentages, and then you know sophomore year, obviously D Davis went off. Um, There's probably somebody junior. I don't remember that one as much. I did get in that one for like five seconds though. But <laughs> um, Williams on Scruggs defensively. I I'm interested to see that because. I think probably Micah is your best perimeter defender. I would only, I would do that only because I, I don't really want Keith picking up two stupid early fouls again. I, I think you put Keith on Nate Johnson. Yeah. Personally. I would and agree then, with that. And then either DeJulius De and, and Adams Woods on um, mm -hmm. Scruggs and, and Tandy and whatever other combination that they have back there. Yeah, um, I would agree with that 100%. Putting Keith on Scruggs seems very risky to me, at least in the first 10 minutes of the game. 
Right. Maybe once you get it, once you get it settled in, maybe towards the second half, you know, but I, I think right away, I personally wouldn't just cause I don't want him picking up those two, you know, quick, quick fouls. Him on the bench with 14 minutes to go in the half is, is not, not ideal. Um, Brandon's Twitter exchange this summer shows what the rivalry means to him. Not just another game. It never, he never got that vibe from Cronin. I would strongly disagree there. Mick played it. He, it's, okay. Now he, let's get the, how, how was Mick really about the, the crosstown shootout outside it, of in the media where he said it doesn't matter. I've been right. in some of those practices behind, behind closed doors was night and day from what he was telling y'all. I'll just say that <laughs> <laughs> he, I, you know, I don't think there's anyone in Cincinnati that disliked them more than him. And I won't use the language that he used about them on here. Um, <laughs> I, I don't want to get yelled at. <laughs> I mean, you can say whatever. Here's the only rule but, for profanity in this podcast. Uh, if you if you curse, you have to say sorry, Dan, afterwards. <laughs> because every now and again, Dan is in the car with his son, Sam, listening to these things. Yeah. Uh, and he just asked if we said bad words that we apologized to him. So you can say whatever you want. You just have to say sorry, Dan, when you're done. I, I got you. I got you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he there. There was nobody that disliked them and wanted to beat them more than anyone in Cincinnati than Mick Cronin. Um, he may not have shown it out outside, outside of our uh, you know locker room or practice facility, and everything. Um, whether whether you know I, I don't whether people wanted him to show it as that or not. I don't know. That's just his route he took um, to each their own, I guess, you know. I mean, Mac, Mac played it. Mac, I think it was the contrast because Mac always made a big deal out of it. Right. And I think, yeah, I think, you know, with obviously Mac and Brandon being pretty good friends, they're going to think alike. Um, yeah. So obviously Brandon will probably make a, a bigger deal about it in the media. Um, not that I think he's made like a huge, huge deal about it. Um, obviously, he did put the video out and everything, which is kind of funny. Um, did you get a good but, chuckle out of that? Yeah, I did. I, you know, it's one of those things like uh, they're trying to stick it to us, thinking they're a bunch of hardos, I guess, but whatever. <laughs> What's your overall take on John through? Because you probably know Grant fairly well do you not grant his brother not who could think so he was the head coach at newcath and then walton verona for a while uh no i don't think i ever really met him too much to be honest okay. with you um i thought you northern kentucky guys all stayed tight no tight not knit. really <laughs> I, I i know i know some of the folk but even you know i'm a pretty competitive person so I don't really make too many friends on other programs, <laughs> <laughs> um, to say the least. Um, but you had but I, you had a couple. There's a Cubcap guy that played for him at, at Northern, right? Did they have uh, any of you guys? No, he had he had an NCC guy. McDonald's. I knew that. I I thought they had a walk. I, for some reason, I thought they had a walk on. They do. Cupcap they do now. Point. Right okay. now, they they have a guy. Um, but I'm. I'm trying to, I don't think they, I don't, I don't think Brandon ever did. Okay. Um, unless my, unless it's completely slipping from my mind, <laughs> but I don't think. But what's, what's been your take on John so far? I, I like John. I like the, I like the way he coaches. I was able to go to a couple practices last year. 
Can you um, take me with you as your guest next time? Yeah, yeah we can. I'll, I, I got you. Just like when you say you're coming, just say, hey, I've got one person with me. He'll say, yep. okay. And then we'll see what he says. <laughs> and he'll, he'll be like, Who, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, no, he's got to go. <laughs> you can um, stay. He's got to go. Right. I, I like John. I like the way he coaches. Um, he does a lot of really good things. I like the way he runs practices and everything. It's always very up tempo. They're, you know, it's not, they're nonstop the whole time, um, which I think is good. Um, I, I, I think he does a lot of good stuff. He does, you know, people think he's like this great offensive coach, which I'm not saying he's not. He Practice is almost all defense. Yeah, right, right. And that's how that's how most great coaches, unless you're um, whatever the guy is that was at UCLA before Mick, who just rolled the balls out, play off. Yeah. Um, most coaches are like most coaches are defense. Mike Shashevsky put coaches defense like crazy. You know, um, Tom is a defensive coach. Now they're obviously pretty good offensively, but um, right. Well, you start, can, it's it'll, easier. It's easier right. to be a defensive coach when you've got, you know, five stars. Right. right. No, <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Um, but it all start, it all starts on the defensive end. Um, so. Anybody's got, anybody's got questions for Zach, either pop open your mic and ask away, or you can type them in the chat. If you, uh, if you need to get up and go get yourself another drink, we, un we understand. I, know, I was going to say, has anybody got another beer on here? <laughs> 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 need to get a beer assistant. He, Keith's got one. <laughs> He's got a Stein too. Like I that's, know, I like that. I like that. He takes it very seriously with a Stein. Were you at Hofbra House earlier today? Uh, no, this was <laughs> a Stein I picked up at Hofbra House at a UC event, I think, that they had up oh. here in Columbus. Which it, which doesn't sound, but right now this is filled with Ill Mannered, which is a brewery up here near where I live in Powell, Ohio. And they do this thing called Old Mansky, which is like a really, basically a strong ale. It clocks in at like 9.2%. It's very it's, it's getting yeah. lit. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, Nate's got lots of, go, real, let me get one real quick, Keith. Uh, okay. Nate wants to know, would you, would you rather beat X in the NCAA tournament or beat them twice in one year? I know this answer. Tournament, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it, it keeps them from going somewhere, and it means I'm advancing. So, this town would explode if they ever met in the tournament, right? Oh God, it would be. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't know what would happen. That would be absurd. It'd be sweet though. <laughs> not gonna lie. Go ahead, Keith. Um, so following up on my question about Cronin's attitude about the rivalry, I mean, mm -hmm. I get completely the internal hatred yeah but this rivalry means a ton to the fan base i mean i oh, I, mean, yeah. I refuse to call xavier anything other than xavier and right. it would be really <laughs> refreshing to like to have coach come out and just say listen this is not another game right i mean when jim trussell was hired at ohio state he made a point of saying you're going to be very proud of us in 300 some odd days right. when we play in ann arbor right and but, so, it, go ahead. I was just gonna say I, I agree with you. You know, I've been around, obviously, been around it my whole life, and everything. Um, as many of you have as well. Um, 
to the fans, it isn't just another game. It is, you know, it is, you know, one of a few that are circled circled on the calendar, if not the only one that's circled on the calendar um, every year. And I don't know. It's just every every coach is different the way they the way they coach games, what or the way they you know express stuff to the media and everything. Um, like if you look if you look at like a Bill Belichick, he's you know it's just every game is just the next game. The next game is the biggest game. I, I think I think Cronin just wanted to not comparing Cronin to Bill Belichick because obviously he's the greatest football coach ever lived, but. Um, every fan, coach just has what's that? Pat's fan, by the way. Oh yeah, I know. I need to go get my shirt, my my Patriots shirt, but <laughs> but I, you know, every coach has their different way of either handling handling big games or handling rivalries. You know what they say, uh, whether it's right, wrong, and different. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to. Uh, it's hard to say one way or the other, but obviously, yes, I would agree to your point to the fans. This is, you know, the biggest, one of the biggest, if not the biggest game of the year on UC's calendar every year. At least to me, it was, to me, it was as well too. Um, so. Well, and I think my favorite memory, and this was in Huggins third year, Terry Nelson basically came out oh, and said, yeah. they don't have a chance. We're going to blow them out. Yeah. And then like, Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was 92. That was Huggins' third year, 91-92, the final I, four. I, lo- I, love the sh- I love the shit talking. Is that, is that sorry, Dan, on that one? Uh, <laughs> I, think that really, I think really it's just the F-bomb. Okay, I got you. But we say it all the time just in case. <laughs> just to be sure. Right, right, right. We say, we say sorry, Dan, all the time. Anybody else want to ask Zach a question? Here we go. This is for, for me, too. Matchups for UC to take advantage of. Do you do you see anything you think UC will be able to take advantage of matchup wise? I don't. I mean, I think offensively, obviously, if you can get it into, if you can get it into vote, because then they're almost assuredly going to have to help off of him, help off right. of somewhere else to go. You know, give assistance to him, go double him. And he'll he could be able to either score quickly or just kick it out for wide open shots. Um, so I think offensively, for sure, it would be getting it into the paint, establishing that um, because yeah, they're, what their tallest guys six eight or six nine or whatever. They right. Have Irene Jones like they had last year. Well, he was only six seven, but he played quite a bit bigger. Oh well, yeah, yeah, he was a he put yeah he played a lot bigger than his height, I guess I should say. Um, I mean, advantage wise, I guess what I would say was probably kind of erased today with the announcement that Wilcher, CJ Wilcher and Kobe Jones, uh, will be available. And then that Adam Kunkel, who's a guy you are very familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how he ended up. He should not have ended up at Belmont to begin with. No, I thought he was, I, I think he was a better player than McNeil. Oh yeah, <laughs> I thought so too. I, I said that throughout their high school careers. He, he, he for those that don't know, Adam Kunkel played with Sean McNeil in high school at Cooper. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it's not very often you see a pair of guards in Northern Kentucky with that type of ability. McNeil was the one that always had more hype, but the, you know, the people around Northern Kentucky were always pretty adamant that like Kunkel's tougher. Oh yeah. He's, he's a lot more, he's a lot more physical. He's, he's more athletic than McNeil Uh, was. I think he had a lot more shit to his game too. Exactly. He just, he's a dude. We, I don't know what we'll see tomorrow from him. But long term, right. he's a guy that's going to be. He's oh, going to yeah. really. He, he's going to be a guy UC fans don't like. Right. By the time his career's done. Yeah, as much as, <laughs> he was. He. I mean, he was the guy when he was at Cooper and we played against him. He was the guy that, you know, you hated him, but you loved the play, the competitor, and you loved to play against him because he was such a good player. Um, but yeah, he's he's one of those guys, and that'll he's in the JP Makira mold, and everything. Um, he, he likes to get under skin. Yes, yes. Um, Tari Eason, how good do I think Tari – how good do you think Tari Eason's going to be uh, from what you've seen of him so far? From what I've seen so far, I mean, the sky's the limit for the kid. I mean, you saw the first two minutes he was into the game or whatever, he had a, a block and then a lob thrown to him, like, on the same – He had no business getting transition, the thrown up to a lob to him, you know. You know, the sky's the limit for the kid. Um if his mom on Twitter is in it, any indication, he'll have a good work ethic. He'll always put the work, <laughs> uh, which is which is good to see. Uh, but at, at least early on, if he can just, you know, if he won't have some of the stupid fouls that he had, he'll definitely get a lot more playing time. Um, but in four turnovers in ten minutes, that right. that too. Oh, that too. Yeah, yeah. Don't turn the ball over as a freshman and don't foul like that. You know, he'll get minutes. Um, he can be as good as he wants to be, really. You didn't get to see it on TV. It was really weird seeing somebody else in number 13 out there. Oh, yeah. Instead it of, felt like Trey was here for so long. On, uh, he was. <laughs> yeah, he was He was, uh, He was. was there two years of my, my time there. Which is crazy. I, I think, yeah. Yeah, his first year, he was first the redshirt year, year. Redshirted, and then my senior year, he was – that was his redshirt freshman year. Did you ever see that coming from him, what he did as a senior? Oh, yeah. He, he was one of those guys where, you know, he wasn't always super skilled offensively, but he just worked his ass off all the time. He was always working hard. He was always working on things. Um, he never he never had excuses for stuff. I mean, he was, he was everything you'd want as a player, as a coach. Nicer guy. Trey oh, Scott great. or Gary Clark. No, nicer oh, guy. Trey Scott or Gary two? Clark. You got to pick one. I, I don't know. I used to tell Gary that all the time. Like, dude, you're too nice. Like, I'd tell him yeah. that, like, during during games and stuff. Like, you're playing way too nice. Stop being nice. <laughs> like, get me or something. At Figure least Trey out. had – Trey did have some some attitude to him. Yeah. Um, but they were, they were both uh, – I mean, as good of players as they were, they were both, you know, better people. So – you think rap can do you think anybody fills that role or do you think it's going to have to be kind of by committee to replace what Trey gave you last year? It'll be by committee. I mean, I don't see anybody on their roster right now getting 20 and 20 like Trey had a couple games last year. Yeah, that what what that run he went on at the end of last <laughs> oh, year. Oh, it was sick. All-time great. Oh, yeah. It was it was great and you know, going back to that previous question, I couldn't be happier for the guy playing so well because he did. I mean, he's putting the time to, to accomplish that and, you know, couldn't happen to a better person too. So 
that was really great to see. Yeah. Like I said, if anybody wants to, to talk, you can, you can pop open your mic and ask questions or you can, we, we can keep doing them in the chat. Um, Zach Harvey breakout game tomorrow. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet against it. I mean, he's super talented and we, I, we screwed up preseason. I think Zach, we spent too much time talking about the old guys Mm-hmm. and not enough time talking about these three sophomores that John Brandon brought in last year. And that's not to say we're going to see them do what they do did, you know, against Lipscomb every game, but those yeah. three kids can play. And, oh, and yeah. Zach is the highest rated recruit on the roster. What's your, right. your take on Zach Harvey? I think he, I think he's another guy. He's another guy that, you know, he can, he can be, especially at the college level. Um, he, he can be as good of a player as he, as he wants to be. I mean, I don't, I don't know how good or bad his work ethic is. Um, I haven't really seen him too much or really met him, but he's definitely got the talent. He's definitely got the skill to be really good. And he's another guy like what I was talking about before with the Crosstown shootout. It's almost the more unknowns that, you know, are those guys going to have a big game? Are those guys going to step up, you know, when the, when the lights turn on, um, We'll we'll see. I hope he I hope he does. I mean, I that's a, I, I'd agree with you there. Like, I won't say he won't because I could definitely see him. You know, I could definitely see him rattling off twenty or whatever. Um, yeah. Then I could see him. You know, four points to, and yeah. I mean, you just never know, especially with a guy who's been injured like he has, hasn't had as much practice time or whatever. He's a little bit, you know, a little bit more of an unknown. Do you think in this one game situation? it might be a bad thing to get three guys eligible after you've already worked five games on your rotations. Now they were shorthanded at eight guys. So it's going to ha- just having bodies is going to help, but can that throw off timing, trying to work guys back in? I mean, you've seen it guy gets injured, sits out a couple games, come back, comes back and it, it takes a little bit to get back into that flow. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. I mean, especially because they've, they've played five games without them and it's three folks and it's three folks that they, probably would have wanted to be in their rotation, I would assume. Yeah. Uh, Jones so, for sure. And, uh, and Kunkel for sure. Right. Um, so to be able to work those guys in with limited practice time and then limited practice time on them on top of them, not even, I would assume not even really being with the program because of the a, COVID protocol. Jones and, Jones and Welcher were, were quarantined until yesterday, I think. Right, right. So, you know, what are what are they going to – are they even going to be able to contribute? I I don't know. If I – if without seeing them play, obviously, you don't really know. I Personally, I wouldn't really feel too comfortable, <laughs> especially going into this game. Yeah. Uh, of all games, maybe if you were going into, you know, playing Little Sisters of the Poor or something, that's a different question. But um, Or Bradley yeah, or Toledo or Eastern <laughs> Kentucky. Right, which they already struggled with. <laughs> and should have lost off all three or four of those games. That would have made me so happy if they would have lost all those. You just don't even know. How different would Kunkel be, though? He's been practicing, um, but he they didn't know that he, you know when or if he was going to be able to play. So uh, a little different for him in that he's he's at least in the flow. Yeah, practice wise. Yeah, with him at least being you know being able to practice, getting those reps in practice for the last however many weeks or months or whatever um, is good. 
is good for them and will help with him being reinstated. I wouldn't expect him to be as much of a, you know, a challenge getting him incorporated. Um, but with him getting incorporated into a much higher level, you know, of basketball than what, not saying Belmont, you know, isn't any good or anything, but the league that they play in isn't quite on the level that he's yeah. trying to do. Um, so that'll be an adjustment for him. Keith has raised his hand. Keith, Keith <laughs> likes to raise his Keith likes to raise his hand like he's in class. Zach, I try to be polite. Um, so, granted, Xavier's getting some additional bodies. So be it. Um, what does UC have to have tomorrow to win the game? I mean, Steve Williams going off. I mean, what what really? Does UC need to do to control the game and win this damn thing, hopefully comfortably? (laughs) I wouldn't even say it's him going off. It's more or less him and the rest rest of the known commodities playing like they should play, Um, playing up to their, you know, their potential to play. You know, it'd be a David DeJulius having a game that we know he can have on a normal night. Um, It'd be Keith playing up to, you know – Keith's standards and everything. Um, it'd be uh, Rat playing the way you know we know he can play. Um, now, if those guys come out and they have six points combined, that's not great. But if they come, they come out and you know they have forty-five points combined or whatever, and then you throw in you know a guy like Micah and a guy like Zach Harvey and a guy like Mamadou or whoever, and then they, you know, they come out and they have solid games. Um, I think that would really go a long way. Let's see what we got in chat. Um, That's similar. Uh, Any concern with drives, cuts to the hoop, the defense allowed on Wednesday? No, because Xavier's not running the Princeton offense. (laughs) How tough is the Princeton offense to defend? Especially when – I think this is something people – John talks about this, but it, it hasn't been explained really, and I think you're the perfect guy to do this. John's system is man-to-man designed around icing ball screens. Mm-hmm. Take people through what that is and why that doesn't work against the – why it has to be scrapped against the Princeton offense. So when you, when you, ice, when you ice a ball screen, it's essentially – you know, if you're on if you're on the wing, you're you have to you have to make it to where the guard is essentially not really using the screen, can't really use it. Um, you're trying to blow up screens essentially um, with the Princeton offense. They're just slicing, dicing, cutting through. I mean, you have to have smart players to be able to run it and everything. Um, it's definitely a, a, an offense that's difficult to defend. Um, but the Xavier's a much different team. They run a lot more one-on-one stuff, um, high ball screens and stuff like that. Um, right. So it'll be, it'll be a completely different, you know, completely diff- different game defensively for UC than playing the Lipscomb. And that's, that, that's why John talked about having to back off and like go under screens and right. you, you got to, because of their ability to back cut you, Right. Uh, you can't be aggressive 
because they use like that's a design. That's what the Princeton, use the Princeton against, offense but... is is basically like what we've seen in college football, um, where teams changed up and they went speed and they went tempo and they did everything mm-hmm. they could to negate the advantage that the schools right. with higher talent, you know, yeah. whatever. That's what the Princeton offense does. It allows exactly. a team like Lipscomb to hang around. Right. So um, I, I think that that is something that is one game specific uh, in terms of playing Lipscomb. Now, the difference being with Xavier, you're going to have to stop drives. You're going to have to stop yeah. getting downhill on ball screens um, and moving towards the rim. And then what happens then is you get compromised uh and and it leaves open shooters on the wings and in the corners so from from years of experience that's what you've got to do really with Xavier to uh to slow down that offense is keep them from getting downhill on the ball screen yep stay in front of your band like I think we talked about before with Keith staying staying in front don't get beat off the dribble uh lax cat wants to speak yeah, so I, I had a question kind of based off of that. Obviously, we've seen Xavier not a great shooting team, or they haven't showed it this year, like you said, in the years past. Is that something where playing one-on-one and guarding that high ball screen, you risk or, or take the risk of just kind of going underneath the screen, not not playing out so heavy? Yeah, it, depend, it depends on who you're – obviously, who it is. I mean, if it's a complete non-shooter, then, yeah, you would want to go under it every time. Um, and it depends on how high how high out he's setting it. Um, right. Because if they're if they're setting it way far out, then you're going to go under it every single time, unless they have a good Steph Curry out there, which obviously not many teams <laughs> do. Uh, right. Because I mean, yeah. like, if, if you look at stats, like obviously, is it whatever Kai Kai or Kiki or however you say it, you know, it's super streaky. Yeah, that's silly. <laughs> um, He's super streaky, but then you've got, you know, the freshman in, in Odom who hasn't shown the ability to shoot yet. So, obviously, you, like, play your spots based on who you're guarding, where you're guarding. Yeah, yeah. you know, especially if a guy like Odom, I guess, if he hasn't really shown the ability to shoot, then, yeah, I would – I personally would want to go under underneath every single time um, underneath the screen because, you know, force them, force them to shoot, hey – you know, if you're going to beat us, you're going to be beating us with something that you don't do well with. So, yeah. Nice. Question, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see if we got anything else here. Does Rap hold the four spot the whole season? Uh, Davenport might end up taking minutes from him. Look, I and you might disagree with me here. I think Davenport is perfect as, a, as an energy guy, which you generally need those guys off the bench, right? Yes, I would. Yeah, Davenport right now, he's he's your guy to come in and do exactly what he did against Lipscomb. And that's come in when everybody's, you know, either no one, you know, no one's really playing well. No one has the energy or whatever. He's your energy guy to come in, give your team a boost and everything. He's not a guy, at least right now in his career, you know, he might be able to develop into that. Um, But he's not a player right now that's going to play 30, 35 minutes a game. Um, you need a guy like that to come off the bench um, and be productive in his role. You didn't play with Justin, did you? Did you miss Justin? Justin? By, yeah. Or were you here oh, for one year? Yeah, he, I, he was, he was, him and SK were seniors. They're actually, 
it's kind of funny. They were on either side of me in the locker room. <laughs> so my freshman year. Um, that was, had to be entertaining. Oh, it was great. It was great. Jack was – here's my favorite thing about that team. Everybody thinks Jack was the guy that, that kept everything. You know, SK was the leader. Everybody thought Jack was the enforcer. Jack wasn't the enforcer, was he? It was another guy. <laughs> you want to tell me who it was, Chad? Oh, you know who it was. How afraid was everybody of Titus? <laughs> oh man, dude. Uh there was there was one time and I we were at SMU and so he's from he's from Dallas. And yep. for whatever reason, I don't know what happened. It was his family like, his family showed up late his to family, get their yeah. tickets and their the, yeah. the 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 table to get the tickets was no longer there. So they couldn't right. get in. So they couldn't get in the game. And he didn't know until after the game. And I've never seen someone so mad in my entire life. It was it was absurd. I thought he was gonna kill somebody. <laughs> it, on, the, on the on the bus afterwards, it was bad. That was the grand opening of Moody, wasn't it? Wasn't that the first game there? Where it was just a madhouse? Yeah, oh yeah. Well, and we ended up we lost that game too. Yeah. That we were we were ranked like five or six or seven in the country or something. Yeah. And we were playing well at the time. Um, and yeah, that was our, that was our first loss in like two months or something crazy. Um, but yeah, he, so that, did, that didn't obviously help. That, <laughs> I heard away. that was, I heard that was the worst bus ride to the airport ever. Uh, yeah. It was probably top two or three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anybody got anything else for Zach? I asked him for 15, 20 minutes. He's given us like an hour. <laughs> the beauty is i know like i know asking zach you love talking you see basketball oh i, lo I love basketball. It. It, basketball i love fo football too honestly football is one of my favorite sports it might all be right my... well let's let's open it up zach actually <laughs> zach tailgates like four spots down from yeah, the me and chad are tailgate buddies. Tailgate. yeah do you, do you miss me at the game i do, yet, chad? I do. Can you sneak I me miss... into a football game i probably could not right now they're they're very like, they're, dude they're tight it's like it's six steps <laughs> yeah. to get into the the oh I'm, I'm i'm not shocked at all anybody anybody got football questions for zach what what how fun has this ride been watching the bearcats uh steamroll through this season so far oh it's been it's been amazing and you know i'm with i'm with everyone else i uh, wish we could be there to see it um but it is it is what it is uh but yeah, dude, it's been it's been great um, to see where the programs come from and where they're at now and where they can potentially be. Football questions for Zach? Anybody? Keith, Keith, I know Keith didn't raise his hand this time, but we'll call on him anyway. So, so I've, I've got a question um, again. Sorry, go so, ahead, Keith. And this is a not necessarily a question for Zach, but it's a question for the general audience. Um, it, it's pretty much done and dusted that Tulsa and the Bearcats are going to play for the AAC championship, regardless of what happens next week. So does it make better sense just to like skip the regular season matchup and just play for the championship and be done and dusted? I think it does. Here's, here's the problem with that. Neither of those teams is going to want to give up the home game, right? Tulsa is going to say, we want Cincinnati to come to us because if they come to us and we win, then we're the one seed. Uh, we, you know, that's how the thing was scheduled. 
and Cincinnati's going to say, uh, let's get rid of this thing. And we get to host the AAC conference championship because we're number seven in the country. So the AAC is going to have a little bit of a dilemma there, but it, here's my thing. If you see plays Tulsa next weekend and they win, what happens? Tulsa drops out of the rankings. So now you've got a game on championship Saturday of the number seven team in the country with the optics playing an unranked team. And I don't think that does any good for the conference. So, and that is assuming Cincinnati beats Tulsa. Tulsa right now leading three to nothing on Navy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) On Navy. (laughs) So, I... Look, Zayvon Collins is the best football, best defensive football player I've seen this year in college football. Oh, by far. But he's, he's he's the only. I think he might be the only person that anybody knows that's even plays football for Tulsa. He's your size. Yeah. Oh, he's a he's a beast. He's six, yeah, but five two sixty. I know. <laughs> he's but a monster. By, him, by himself, he can't flip the script. By himself. Not, not, not against a team like UC, against the teams, the rest of the AAC, sure. Um, but not, I think a team like UC just has too much, too much firepower. Well, and the other thing is what they, what we've seen them do is get down 14, 17 points and then storm right. back. They're, you're going to try to storm the, back on the, yeah, you're going to storm back on this defense. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. Black Scott, go ahead. <laughs> that was going to be my kind of a question slash statement i was talking with my buddies in our group chat you know about how tulsa looks like doo-doo right now i call them a secretly bad team in my (laughs) opinion (laughs) but i I was asking them how many points do we beat them by you know in both games or you know i initially was like i think we'll beat them by 50 plus points when you combine both games so i just wanted to hear your thoughts on on something like that a lot (laughs) um their defense is solid outside of Collins. They do have some good corners. They've got, they get solid defensive line play. Um, I would worry three weeks off, but last time we saw three weeks off, they beat the shit out of SMU. So uh, maybe they like that, but um, I, I, I don't know that it would be that bad just because I think their defense would hold UC outside of hitting 48 points, you know, I think it would be a a 35 range, 38 range, somewhere in there. Um, I I just don't know. And and this is where you might be right. I don't know how they score against this defense. Like they're going to have a real tough time. That's what I, you know, thought, you know, their defense, even if they don't, even if they keep, keep UC to 24 points, 28 points, I don't see them score more than 10. Right. If that, I mean, They've only scored six today against Navy, who is dreadful. Yeah. Good. <laughs> so dreadful. I, 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 I agree. I don't see where they get more than 14 points. Yeah. I mean, if, if SMU and Memphis, although Memphis is completely falling, falling off, the off the, yeah, falling off the face of the earth, uh, UC, UC took their soul. Yeah. It did, I think they did the same thing with a couple of those teams. SMU. Yeah. They, you know, Memphis, Memphis, I think, took it the hardest. Um, but well, I mean, for Memphis, you know, you're 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 trying to to retain your crown. You're trying to show that, you know, you're the 
you're the other big name in this conference right now and and you see right. embarrass them and that oh. that can it can leave a mark <laughs> uh scrap the game next week and see if they can play a neutral site for the championship i don't if you're think UC, why would you want to do that yeah i mean i i I, I, I think the more games you can get too, you know, seeing that your 10 and 0 looks better than 9 and 0 for what that's worth as yeah. well. It looks like you got a couple more games in. Yeah, but with so, like with so many other having 6 and 7, like if you right. got 9, you still look pretty good, I think. Right. Right. It would have been nice if we could have had 11. Um yeah. that would that would jump off a little more, but I think Tulane's the only team that's got in 11 for the yeah, I mean, everybody else has had a rash of right. like things going against right. them, and Tulane has just kept trucking along like like right. nothing's even happening. And <laughs> they're in New Orleans. I'm right. You would think only, it would be like the worst there. <laughs> the only thing that makes sense is that they had everybody get it in the summer. Did they? <laughs> no, I'm just saying that's the oh, only thing that would they, make if sense. They did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. that way so, they've rolled herd immunity in the in the team throughout. Right. Um. Anybody else? Any any other football questions or food or beer? Those are two things. Zach likes sports, food, and beer. He's a lot like me. Yeah, uh, we have similar common interests. <laughs> I've got a, I got another football non Tulsa related question though. I just wanted to see. I was talking to my brother about it today. Who would you guys want to play in? You know, the likelihood we're not going to make the the playoff. Who do you guys want right. to play in New Year's Six Bowl? I mean, it, all signs right now point to Georgia, right? Uh, and to me, that's a Debbie down, like that's a downer to me because I think. I mean, it's don't... still Georgia. It's still SEC. True. Georgia still has the the name recognition. Even if they have two losses. Everybody still thinks they're great. Georgia. The right. thing I would I would love to play Georgia because their offense it's stinks. Terrible. <laughs> terrible. Oh yeah, but they beat UK I, like fourteen to ten or something stupid. Yeah. I'd won yeah. Texas A and M. I think there you go. Playoffs. See, that, that's where I'm at too. I want to play I'd be, Texas A&M. I'd be fine with anybody that's in the top eight or so right now. I wouldn't want to play, you know, one of those Big Twelve teams or anybody. anybody that's anybody that's in the top eight right now. I wouldn't be scared of Iowa State. I think no. Iowa State. I wouldn't is be very scared. I wouldn't be scared of the ball. And I think if you took that away from them, which I think UC's defense would be capable of doing. They become right. one-dimensional, and uh, I, 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 I think we could. I don't. I wouldn't be scared of playing in Iowa State. I just would rather play some of those other teams just for name recognition alone. Yeah, you know, if you be, if you beat a Texas A&M or a Georgia or Florida, that goes a lot longer than saying, "Hey, you know, we beat Iowa State." I get that. I agree. I also, I also know Luke Fickle could coach circles around Kirby Smart. So, <laughs> Kirby Smart can recruit with the best of them, but he's the reason they haven't won a national title yet. That's for sure. Oh, he's a he's a he's a defensive coordinator by trade. Um, so their these their defenses are always going to be better than their offenses at Georgia, at least. Is there any concern about like uh, location of the bowl game versus the team that we play? Like, uh, Who knows what that even looks like right now, John? With, like with. With COVID, does it does it matter? There's it's not like there's going to be fan or how many fans are going to be at the bowl games. I don't Depends know. on what state you're in. They might be right. Things filling up the stadium. 
So like if we play Georgia in Atlanta, then I don't know, that might that might add a another level of concern for me. That's fair. And yeah. it, you know, you're if you're looking at a, a a bowl game in Florida against Florida, uh there will be a half full stadium. Right. Right. So, um the, the, Georgia and Atlanta would would be similar. Um so yeah, those are those are relevant concerns. I, but I don't worry about that with this team. Like this team, you know, it, it, it's funny. Somebody that Lax mentioned that that Tulsa is, you know, looks terrible. They, they remind me of UC 2018 when they won 11 games. But along the way, it was like mm. well, it looked sketchy, but they won. Yeah, it, it looked ugly. eight or nine, but it ended up 11. Uh, Tulsa kind of looks like that to me, which I think is a good sign for their pro if they can continue the progress because we see where, where it's gotten, you see, um, but somebody had a, a comment on recruiting. Uh, they wish basketball could recruit locally, uh, as well. You're a, you're a good person to, to discuss that with. There's just not the level of D one talent in basketball locally that there is in football. No, and there hasn't been lately. I think some of these. It's getting better. Yeah, it's getting better. You know, you got the Rayvon Griffiths of the world that are starting to Paul come. Paul McMillan, up. right? Paul McMillan. Um, what's the other kid from Princeton? Um, so you're, Bowen Hartman. You're, right, you're starting to see some of those younger kids that are coming up. At least, like in my grade and everything, there wasn't as there weren't as many. Um, you know, you did have Kevin Johnson, um, but. There you should be been. in that. Why aren't you in the color? Why aren't you doing TV in, instead of Kevin? Kevin's good, <laughs> but I'd love to hear Tobes on TV. I, I don't know. I, I got too much other stuff going on, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I don't know. I think, I think some of the, I think there is starting to be a lot more high end basketball talent um, in the, in the city. Obviously the football talent has pretty much always been there. Um and I don't see that going away anytime soon, which is a shame why Tuberville never recruited this area. But I think you are – and I think John is starting to make this area a, more of a priority like Fickle, yeah. Fickle has done. Um, so I think that will help, you know, getting the, getting the Davenports of the world. Um, I mean, the reality with Mick, they had a luxury in the Big East that it unlocked East Coast recruiting. Right. Um. And then when that went away, it was difficult to pivot from that right. because you didn't have a lot of talent locally. And, and look, recruiting in this region is the most difficult spot to recruit in the country. Because every- with it, yeah, everybody's <laughs> within a hundred miles. The whole, the whole big 10, then you got, you go a little South, you got the whole sec, um, you know, it's- and I mean, just, just, Oh Louisville, yeah. With- Lexington, Bloomington, right. Purdue, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, like trying to to win those battles is really freaking hard, especially in the from the American. Well, especially that there's just there's just not as many kids in general, right? um, That there is in football. Um, Well, like you, Mick tried this, and and John's tried it a little bit. Dipping into Indiana sounds great because Indiana's got a lot a lot of talent, right? Right, but oh. but you have to beat out Indiana, Purdue, and Notre Dame. Right, which is, you know, once you try to beat those couple of schools out, then there's, you know, you don't get some of those high end kids, and then what's what's left there? You know, there's not right by that well, time. You're 
getting into the the two hundreds rank kids. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, makes it's hard it to pull the. Uh, you're right, right. Makes it very difficult. All right, what? Well, let, let's wrap this up. I'll I'll let you get out of here. Anybody else have any final questions before we wrap it up? Uh, what do you? Yeah, what do you guys think the chances are UC plays next week? Better than sixty forty. Uh, late. I'll let Chad answer this because I have no clue. A it's couple a, days, a couple days ago, I was fifty-five forty-five. I think I'm still at fifty-five forty-five. It's thanks. It's a slow. It, look, <laughs> they had an out. Like it's not a secret. They had an outbreak, and it was one that spread quickly and wasn't. You know, the 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 Tulsa one, the one that canceled the Tulsa game the first time they were able to get under control within a day or two. And this one took a little bit longer. And when that takes a little bit longer then that stretches that timeline out. Um, and then you're, you're working on getting guys back onto the field. I know, you know, we've seen some stuff where it's taken a full week after a guy, after a guy coming back from a t- positive test before we see them back on an extra week before we see them back on the field. So um, from that standpoint, I think things are still hopefully trending in the right direction. Um, but I, there's nothing I can say with any certainty right now on, uh, you know, do I feel it's more likely or less likely that, that we see that game on the 12th because there's still, you know, six days uh, in between now and now and then, and a lot can happen in those six days. So it's, um, it's been an interesting situation to monitor. That's for sure. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Okay. Um, No problem. Thanks. Go ahead. Oh, just, I was just going to ask if you think Michigan plays uh, Ohio State or today, uh, or is Jim Harbaugh for one more, uh, pull one more scumbag move and uh, duck smoke? I I don't think they're going to be able to, from what it's, from the things you're hearing from up there. They sound like they're kind of where Cincinnati was coming into this week um, when Cincinnati was looking at potentially scheduling BYU and then it just became a reality of, you know, the, it's not going to be able to be possible. Um, so so genuine. I, I think it's genuine, although I wouldn't put any, like, look, you guys know <laughs> if you follow me on Twitter, there's, there's no love lost. <laughs> no love lost between myself and, and that program up there. Um, but I don't think, I don't think the Big Ten would let them, honestly, try do to it. try to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that would happen. Yeah, I, I think don't, I don't I think, think so either. Uh, I don't think they've. I don't think it. Would, you know, it would ever happen if they did it on purpose. Um, yeah, be, I think that'd be pretty bad. <laughs> I think the Michigan. I mean, if it comes to a point of positive tests, contract trait, you know, contact tracing, whatever, it'll be a Michigan president. It. It's not a. It, it's not Jim Harbaugh's decision. It'll be. Right, AD right. decision, president decision. It's like, no, we can't do this because it's just not safe. Now, I wouldn't put it past the president or AD to be petty uh, towards Ohio State. Like, I'm not, I'm not ruling that out. I'm just saying, I, I, it does sound like they legitimately have an outbreak that they're, you know, because last I heard, if they would have played this week, and it's probably going to be the same because of the the date, like the way things worked out, they would have had to have started a running back at quarterback. Not great. Pull, pull, pull a Denver Broncos. Yeah, not not <laughs> great. Practice against, against Ohio State. Not not ideal. No. Wow. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate it.
no problem. Thanks for popping in, Darren. Hope you hope you enjoyed. And uh, let's see, we, have, we got I think we got one or two more here. We went. I, I went jumped on the Xavier one last night, Tobes. We went three hours. How can Just, you talk about such a terrible team for three hours? We didn't spend a lot of time talking about <laughs> basketball. Mo came in and Mo was drinking beer and telling stories. Oh, okay. I got you. Um, you know, it was that makes it was, more that makes more sense. He told a story about P Doc and his tidy whities in a hotel room with his balls <laughs> hanging out, drinking a Keystone. Yeah. <laughs> it went off the rails. It went That's way hilarious. off the rails. I, I try to keep this one mostly sports, but right. <laughs> that, that and we didn't start recording that thing until midnight last night so everybody oh, was pretty really? yeah lubed up it was it man. was kind of loose <laughs> it was kind of loose um but all right man i you know we, we just had somebody jump in so you're you're, you're <laughs> i had a question not, not okay not that it matters but do you know what color the teams were tomorrow <laughs> i do not they do not do the fun reveals yeah, and those, stuff like those that videos are- those videos are sweet. They're not the uh, football team, huh? <laughs> I can only imagine if I texted John the day before the shootout and asked him what what colors they were wearing tomorrow. Right. I can only imagine. He probably great, he probably doesn't even know. Pro, no, probably doesn't even have any idea. Right. Maybe he this would is more say of things. A question for he, for Zach. How do you, how are those decisions made? Do the, do the players get to make that choice, or does the coach make the choice, or how does that work? Uh, we don't, we don't make the choice. Um, I honestly don't know how they make it <laughs> to be honest with you. They're usually, mar- well, this year is different. It's usually marketing related because right. when the yeah, schedule comes out, this is the right. ring of red, this is the white out. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, that generally like in football, the seniors do have a lot of say because they mix and match where yeah. it, you guys are either going white, black, or red. Right. We don't do the, the mixing yeah. of the color. So in football, the seniors do get a lot of, they have a senior council that gets a lot of say in what they wear that week for you guys. You show up and it's in your locker room or in your locker, right? Yep. Yep. (laughs) How jealous were you to not get to play in the new fifth third arena? Man, uh, that place is badass. I, you know, I wish I could, I should have registered it a couple of years or something. I I should have just, I should have just retroactively registered a couple of years where I only played like five minutes I told you your senior year to redshirt before the season, did I not? Remember that? You did, you did. But then I'd had to play one year at NKU, so I'd have to do two years. Yeah, um, we would have had to have we would we would have had to have gotten Bob to fudge some paperwork. Right, <laughs> right. Got a six year eligibility. Uh, uh, Send you on a Mormon nice, mission though. for two years. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great place to watch a game. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I've been there been there a lot um yeah it's it's great uh night and day from old fifth third no question uh, the, the glorified high school gym right right yeah well, it's, uh, well, hold on hold on when i was keith is college, upset <laughs> when i was hold on don't don't diss fifth third because when i was in school i had the pleasure of attending games at cincinnati gardens and you oh, talk well. about a pit <laughs> Yeah, you, I fair. Think you got it beat on <laughs> bad gyms, I guess you could say. Um, but, Fifth, but, third, but most, of, but most of us aren't that old, Keith. <laughs> yeah, you got to think. I'm only 20. Fair enough. 
<laughs> Zach's still, you know, young and spry. <laughs> right. All right, we good? Anybody else? No, no, no. Thanks, thanks, Chad. That was great. Thanks. Appreciate you guys popping Lax, in. Lax Cat, you you play you play lacrosse? Yeah, I do or did. What what <laughs> what positions you play? Uh, I played defense when I was in high school and at UC, and then now I coach over at Turpin High School on the east side. Oh, nice, nice. I played I played from uh, started in like third third grade, played through senior year of high school. So. Nice. Yeah. I, I think I've run, I think I've run into your brother a couple of times over the summer, like at, at oh, men's, really? men's games and stuff. Yeah. 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 He played with my brother when he, when they were in high school. So. Oh, okay. Cool. Nice. nice. I was a, I was a goalie. Loved it. That was honestly, <laughs> that, it's, nice. For anyone that hasn't played lacrosse is a great sport. It's a lot of fun to play. I think we're a little old for that. <laughs> <laughs> There's men's probably, games. I probably anyone, could use got the kids get, get your kids into it. That's the best game to play. Right. All right. Well, thanks everybody for coming out. We'll get this up on podcast here on the site soon. Zach, much appreciated, brother. That, that kind of came together last minute. I appreciate yeah. you hopping in and and joining us. And I, you should have gotten Pleasure. up like 20, 30 minutes ago and gotten yourself another beer. Oh, that's all right. I got a, I got a few more. I got I got to last the whole night. So. All right. <laughs> well, thanks, brother. Much appreciated. It was great having you. Thanks to everybody for appreciate stopping it. in. Thanks for the questions. It was great stuff. Uh, we'll see you here soon. I'm Chad Brendel. It's the Holy Grail BCJ podcast on BearcatJournal.com.